This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. A brand new week has begun. It's New Car Week. I mean, New Car Week is always exciting. In fact, I've not had a new car in what? Wow, I have to go back to like 2017 to think about the last time when I got a new car. I had this current car for a while. Um, but I haven't had a car for about two weeks because... I don't, know if you, I don't know if you've ever sold a car before, but I underestimated how quickly you can sell them. I literally put it up on the website and it went in 24 hours. I I was a little bit stunned. It made me think maybe I put it up for too cheap. <laughs> it used to be like on FIFA Ultimate Team when you put a player up for a low price and they'd go within a second. It felt a little bit like that. It was ridiculous. But it's new car week and uh, I'm hoping that that's going to be... Well, good, basically, because not having a car for two weeks has been absolutely painful. But anyway, I'm going off on a complete tangent and telling you way too much about my life. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're well. Uh, let's jump into the chat box and say good morning. Good morning to Matt. Good morning to you. Hope you're doing good, mate. Uh, Monday poll at £22 million. Has Leno been value for money? Oh, that is a hell of a question. Um, and seeing as you're so keen on it, uh, Matt, you know what? I'll even give it to you. Has Leno been value for money <laughs> uh at 22 million there you go yes or no we'll probably change the poll during the q a but during the first section that's what our poll is going to be this morning uh good morning to Sarvi. good morning to Olu, to paul to stevie to social good morning guys simon bolu Gr- uh, Bruce. <laughs> bruce good morning to you mate uh rich morgie marcus jose afsar G Norburn, good morning, guys. Uh, Dapo, uh, Colin, Answer. Uh, we've got so many more of you as well. Reese, Eli, Canoe, Inga, Juno, Stephen, Carl, good morning. All of you guys, hope you're doing good and well. Uh, Captain Caramello joining us from Down Under. Fantastic stuff. A nice evening show for you, unlike the early one for everybody else. Good morning, guys. Hope you're all good. Uh, Amir says, hey, Tom, 3 a.m. here in Toronto, pulling an all-nighter before an exam, hoping to smash it, just like how Arsenal was smashing it this season under Mikel Bigger. Amir, best of luck with your exam, mate. I hope it goes fantastically well. 
Cramming works. I hate to tell people this. Your parents were wrong. Cramming really does work. You're much more likely to remember things that you've checked in the last 24 hours than before that. So cram. Cramming's great. Revise before that, sure. But cramming is great. It works. It absolutely works. It's the reason why I got... Well, the lesson about that better. Um, anyway, let's go on to uh, um, the, today's stories. Uh, I'll be live at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal Way, joined by our fantastic guests, as always, Chris and Bailey. We'll be back to have a chat about the uh, the weekend's events and a lot more as well. And a big thank you to everybody because we hit 31,000 subscribers yesterday. I did a show with Jane from TV. And during that show, which was a very popular show, in fact, there was over 1,000 people tuning in live, which was amazing. Um all for chains, obviously, um, but it was great, and uh, we hit 31,000 subs. So thank you. If you are one of those very new people, let us know in the chat box as well that you are one of our new listeners. We do these 8 a.m. shows every day, pretty much, six out of seven days a week, and uh, and chat all about Arsenal and answer your questions as well. But thank you for the continued support, guys. Absolute amazing community that we've got here. We keep growing. Uh, now, Dawson was sent off for West Ham uh, in the Chelsea-West Ham game. Annoyingly, West Ham couldn't hold on to the 0-0. It would have been really helpful in regards to dragging Chelsea into a top-four race. They play Manchester United next to uh, Chelsea, hopefully. I say hopefully. I'd actually quite like Man United to win that game. <laughs> it would draw Chelsea into a little bit more of a scrap. Uh, but unfortunately, West Ham couldn't hold on to it. However, Dawson getting sent off does create quite a problem for West Ham because they're without any... They'll be without any senior centre-back, orthodox centre-back, that is, for the game against Arsenal. Uh, Dawson suspended, Zuma is out. They've had so many players. Diop is out injured as well. So many players have been dropping out injured, um, and they are going to be in a very, very difficult position in terms of who they select. Dawson will be available for the game against Frankfurt on Thursday, but seeing what they might pick for the Sunday game is going to be very, very interesting Indeed, so I do look forward uh, to seeing what the West Ham lineup's going to be. Of course, this is all set up for um, them to just absolutely pull off a defensive masterclass. You know that's going to happen now because they haven't got a single centre-back fit or available, so that's going to happen. Um, but fingers crossed it doesn't, but you can just see it, you can just see it happening, can't you? You can just see it happening. Um this picture has circulated. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to try and guess, if you haven't already seen this picture, who that is wearing an Arsenal shirt. I know this isn't the best if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes. Um, but it's a, a blonde-haired Scandinavian striker, a very young one at the time, wearing an Arsenal shirt. That should narrow down your picks for you. Terry with the first comment. It is indeed Erling Haaland uh, wearing an Arsenal shirt as a teenager. Circulated on social media yesterday and obviously sparked the uh, the rumour saying, oh, wow, um, <laughs> he's, an, oh, he's an Arsenal fan. I don't know if he is an Arsenal fan. I thought he was a Manchester City supporter from his dad playing there. Um, was it Man City or was it Man United? I think it was Man United, actually, now I think about it. But I thought he hated Man United because of what happened. I think it was Man City, though. Uh, no, it's not Sorloff, Dan. <laughs> it's the other Norwegian striker. But yeah. It's confirmed, Michael says here. Holland confirmed uh, wearing the Arsenal shirt. Must be coming to Arsenal, but I just thought I'd throw that one in there. Been going around on social media yesterday. Very amusing indeed. Used to be an Arsenal fan. Good to see. Uh, now, Mohamed El Nenny um, did an interview, short one, with Mark uh, Byron Adams. Uh, he talked about uh, his future at the club, in which he said, If Arsenal say we want you, I don't think about leaving. It's my family for six years. I love this club. Um, look, I think that El Nenny has been a brilliant servant to the club, a fantastic part of the squad. 
and you can't really complain too much about him. He gives you a very solid performance every time you call on him. Would you keep him? And this was going to be my question for the poll this morning. So we'll have a quick check on the poll about Leno. Yes. Oh, that's quite interesting. £22 million. Uh, oh, I did just put £22, to be fair. Uh, 86% of you saying yes. 15 14% now saying no. But I'm going to ask you the question, would you keep El Nenny for another year? I want to know your answer in the chat box. Would you keep El Nenny for another year? Yes or no? Let's get that going in the chat box and see what you guys have to say about Elneny's future. For me, I think that there's nothing wrong with giving him a one-year extension. We're in European football next season. We need a bigger squad. I would absolutely, if he's fine with being a squad player, fine with just being called upon when we need him, I would absolutely give him a one-year contract. It's not even a question for me. It doesn't stop us from signing players. It doesn't stop us from seeing the likes of Charlie Patino being given chances because he's not, you know, he's not pressuring, he's not knocking on the manager's door saying, why am I not starting? He's part of the squad. He's part of the Arsenal family for me. He's been a brilliant servant. Uh, he won't go down as, as a, a club legend, but he certainly will go down as one of the committed Arsenal players that we've had at the club. And, you know, he's genuinely one of those players I would give a testimonial at if he ever retired at Arsenal. Mohamed Elneny has been such a good servant to the team and fair play to him because uh, if he's happy at Arsenal, if he's got that right mentality, why not? Why not have him in the club? So, yeah, Mohamed Elneny, I would give him an extension. I would absolutely do that. We're going to get a lot of your reactions to that Elneny news during the Q&A session, so make sure you keep your thoughts coming in on this story. Uh, now, Gabriel Jesus uh, has been spoken about by Pep Guardiola after their game, in which he says, I don't know what is going to happen, but he is a Man City player. When he has days like today, I am the happiest man in the world. Uh, it's still very open. You know, I assume that that performance against Watford in which he scored four goals probably added a little bit of value to him. Let's be real. A couple more million pounds went on the valuation after that performance. But he still seems to be very... He seems to be going somewhere. Uh, I really think he seems to be going away from Manchester City this summer. Erling Haaland coming into Manchester City has a big, big impact on that. And City seem open to a sale. City don't send, tend to sell their players for any large amounts of money. They sign them for between 20 and 30 million pounds. If City can sell players for a profit, it helps them. And they don't tend to do that all that often. So I think they would be open to it. I think it's a deal that we should be looking to do. And I think that uh, it's certainly something that we need to go for. Is go for someone like Gabriel Jesus. I think James spoke about it really, really well yesterday in our interview. There's part of the interview. We talk about transfers. I think it's about 50 minutes in the show. And Gabriel Jesus, me and him certainly agreed, would be a, certainly a very fantastic player to get. Um, Pear, thank you so much for the donation, mate. I'm a realistic fan with high standards, but I respect your hard work and you being optimistic without being overly deluded. Keep it up. Thank you, Pear, I think. <laughs> That's really kind of you. Much appreciate the support of the kind words, some of them. Um, and our final story of the day revolves around Tammy Abraham. The England striker and Roma striker is said to be a clear and high priority target of Arsenal, according to my colleague Chris Wheatley at Football.London. Did a story yesterday on this, and he is a player that Arsenal are certainly taking a look at. Whilst Chelsea can't do anything because of the sanctions in place, they can't actually, um, they, they can't get involved with it. They, they cannot get involved with this deal. Um, and as I say, Chris Wheatley, my colleague, put out a tweet and uh, a story yesterday 
in which he said that football.london understands that Manchester City forward Gabriel Jesus and Roma frontman Tammy Abraham are among the shortlisted profiles who could arrive at the Emirates this summer. Jesus in particular remains open to leaving the current Premier League champions with his representatives holding talks with Edu throughout the past few months. Former Chelsea forward Abraham has scored 15 goals in Italy this season and was previously the subject of inquiries from Arsenal in January. It's expected that the Gunners will focus on bringing in two marquee names this summer, although Football.London understands that Edu has not ruled out bringing in additional players on top of that. And that certainly seems to be the case. Look, Tammy and Jesus as two signings this summer I think would be really, really strong. Um, A really strong kind of additions in the forward line. I think they add to, I mean, Tammy adds to the homegrown sector as well. I think he's a Premier League quality striker. I think he was unlucky at Chelsea, actually, not to get into those positions. I think Chelsea have made a huge error in, in, you know, letting Tammy go, bringing in Romelu Lukaku. I think Abraham in the right team, in the right setup would do well, but I think he's going to cost a hell of a lot of money. He's a player that we will focus on in the summer with our tactical breakdown series. And of course, with all those strikers that we're linked to, we'll be breaking them all down after the season concludes but it is a very very interesting deal a very interesting move about how much it would cost because Chelsea have something like an 80 million pound buyback but they can't activate it so this is going to be fun this is going to be a fun summer I'm looking forward to it I really really am looking forward to seeing what happens and that concludes all of today's stories uh we are going to move on to the questions and the q a section so if you do have any questions you'd like to throw into the chat box please get them in there now and we'll be going through as many of them as possible after this quick break Okay, I did say I wanted to get some reaction to that El Nenny um, news. In fact, let's have a quick check on the poll that we've just put up into the chat box. Currently, 84% of people saying they would give Mohamed El Nenny another year. Gone down to 83% now. 17% saying no. Really interesting stuff. If you have voted on our poll, it's taken you one click to do that. It would take you just another click to drop a like on the video. So please, please show your support to the channel. It really does help us out. But 83% saying yes, they would keep El Nenny for another year. 17% say no. Let's see what you guys are saying though in the chat box. I like it says yes. Sarvik says yes. Exhal says yes. Keep him. He is solid and very professional. I feel like this is hard to come by. Uh, IRL says I'd keep him even if he's surplus and okay with it. Some people are worth keeping. Tears of Disgust says sure if he's happy to be a squad player, keep him. Ella says yes for a backup. Jacob says hell yeah. Keep him. Terry says, one year, yes. Matt G says, yes, I would. Olu saying, El Nenny is an excellent fourth choice centre mid. Bit like James Milner. Tob says, Mo isn't bad. We just need elite right now. Salu says, yes, we need his experience. Authentic saying, yes, good squad depth. But Ore is our first person in the chat to say, absolutely not. Does not want him in the team. Vincent says, I will keep him all day long. Terry says, three years, but one year. Three years, no, but one year is fine. I think that we should be adopting that Chelsea model of, of only offering one-year contracts to 30-plus-year-old players. I think that's, that's certainly something that we should be looking to integrate into the squad. Uh, Jay Dimes says, love Elneny's attitude, but it's time to move on. We've got to be ruthless. Kevin says, it's not often you find someone that's content just being a squad player, more experienced than most, Love it if he'd stay. Uh, Savic says he's a really good trainer and a good bloke, apparently. He's been so professional and so good for the squad as well. Apparently, he's one of the most well-liked players in the group. 
Uh, Michael says, I'll keep El Nenny. One year, that is. Humble character that's liked around the dressing room. Zana says, for a year, yes, but with his age, he would want a longer-term deal, which I would not be giving. I'm not sure he necessarily would. As he said, if Arsenal want him, he's happy to stay. If Arsenal give him a one-year contract, I think he would sign it. I don't think there would be any issues in getting a one-year contract from El Nenny at all. Oli says, El Nenny is an excellent fourth-choice centre mid. Bit like Milner, he doesn't complain. He's professional and brings experience and loves the club. Daniel says, Xhaka and Mo need to stay. End of story, even if they do end up being backups. Paul says, El Nenny never complains and loves the club. Respect. And that is all of the thoughts that we've got. Well, there's a few more as well, but I wanted to move on to your questions as well. So let's go for some of your questions in the chat. Funda Man says, hey, Tom, who would you go for from Everton if they go down? Good question, because, you know, Everton are looking even more likely. Burnley have really turned things around. What do we know about Sean Dyche? I mean, we complained about that, and yet it's really having an impact on them um, and their season after getting rid of Sean Dyche. So I... Who would I go for from Everton? I mean, Gordon's the obvious one that, that stands out. I think Gordon's been absolutely excellent this season, really been their only standout performer of the campaign. But beyond that, you're struggling. You really are struggling. And I don't think any other players would have a chance at all to get into this Arsenal team, to be honest. So Gordon would probably be the only one I would pick. Uh... Jay says, Tom, if we beat West Ham and we have beat Man United and Chelsea, but we lost to Southampton, Brighton and Palace, what does this say about us going forward? I'm confused. Jay, I, I talked about this again with, with James last night. It was actually one of the first questions we asked. Why did we lose those three games and why did we win these two games? I think one of the reasons, obviously, is, is those three games that we lost, we were hit. We were hit really hard by the injury situation with Tierney dropping out, Partey then dropping out after Palace, Tomiyasu not being available the entire time, but because Tini wasn't, we then had to play with Tavares or Xhaka there and uh, and Cedric. I think that, has re- that really hit us in that moment. We'd had consistency up until that point. We had an international break, came back, and all of a sudden both of our fullbacks were out and Partey wasn't fully fit and then got injured in the Palace game. We had the hit of the confidence from the Palace game and I think that bled into the Brighton fixture. I think we were really unlucky in the Brighton game. Look, we were the better team against both Brighton and Southampton. The Southampton game in particular. We've played worse than we played in that Southampton game and won. You know, arguably we played worse against Man United than we did against Southampton and we somehow still won. It's a really strange one, that. So I think it's just a case of unluckiness. Um, obviously not having the resources available to us. Some bad mistakes by Arteta in regards to team selection, especially against Brighton. And the injuries, you know, they've cost us in those fixtures. And, you know, teams go through bad patches. We know that. Look at Spurs. They've lost to uh, Brighton and then drawn to Brentford. They themselves are going through a little bit of a tough patch now. Chelsea, I know, they themselves have gone through a pretty tough patch. Losing to Brentford, losing to us, nearly drew against West Ham as well. Losing to Real Madrid and getting knocked out of the Champions League. Teams do go through these patches. So I think it's pretty natural to have a little bit of a dip. And especially when we were hit by big injuries, uh, a very, very close proximity to one another. I think that's definitely contributed. Um, Sammy says, Tom, one answer. Are we qualifying? Yes. We're optimistic here, Samia. We're going to go with yes. David says, I'm not sure, but do you think we will sign or we should sign James Ward-Prowse? You know what? I really, really would. Uh, I'm really open to this. I actually think I'd prefer him to Tielemans, and that says something. I really like James Ward-Prowse. Sounds like, you know, needs to put a Valentine's Day card in his <laughs> his locker. But I really like James Ward-Prowse. I think he's absolutely a fantastic footballer. I think we should 
Really think about going for him. Really, really solid player and a Premier League quality player at that as well. Um, El Nene's like 27. No, he's not. El Nene's like 30. <laughs> I'm sure El Nene's like 30. Uh, let's have a quick check because I'm sure he's like 30 years of age. He's 29. Yeah, and he turns 30 in July. He's literally, he's 30 in a couple of months, but he's He's 29 until he turns 30 because that's how it works. Don't forget that. Inga says, how many players do we need in a Champions League squad? In my opinion, we need eight. Now, Mikel Arteta has actually recently uh, been quoted by Edu as wanting 22 players in the squad. In fact, the comments from Edu were, I've got the quotes here. If we can afford it financially and we don't have to do the turnaround in the squad that we've had to, what I want is 22 outfield players and three goalkeepers. A lot of things have to be put in place and that takes time. So I'm expecting a busy summer. Very, very interesting there. Uh, very, very interesting indeed. So 22 players is what they're targeting to have as a squad of senior players. That doesn't include the young players. That doesn't include the players they have to. They don't have to register. Um, so that's going to be very, very interesting next season because there's a number of players that are, you know, that don't have to be registered still that we are going to have to be thinking about using. Um, I think that Pakao Saka, I think you have to be 21 and over at the start of the year to register as a, you know, a homegrown to count in the squad. So that's certainly going to be interesting about the players that we've got available to us. Uh, let's go to Marcus, who says, are you, judges, Sophie, etc., going to be doing another summer tour? Could cover transfer news uh, at the back of the season and raise money to give to Edu. Look, there are certainly plans to do another live show again. We had a lot of fun uh, on Thursday night. It was a really fantastic experience, and we want to go bigger with it as well. There was a lot of interest in people. A lot of people turned up. It was a really great experience. And we think with more planning and more prep and more warning, you know, we can make this a really fantastic show for people to come and watch. So, yeah, we absolutely have got plans uh, to do another one. I would love to do a TGT one one day. I've just got to get the front to be able to, to put myself out there and plan it and do it. Uh, Manu says, will you be checking out Fine Order Marseille? Beyond the obvious, I would love to see you check out Sinistera. He's on 22 goals, 11 assists in 43 games. Reminds me a lot of Saka. Sinistera has actually been linked with a move to Arsenal already this season. Only 22 years of age, has been doing fantastically well for final this season uh but yeah 22 goals 11 assists 12 goals and five assists though in the Eredivisie so certainly worth pointing out that they've got he's got five goals and three assists in nine conference league games and five goals and three assists in the conference league qualifying games so that certainly did affect uh and gave him an extra 15 games on top of the league games to perform probably against sides that you'd expect final to beat as well but still scoring goals and getting assists but I think that a Cody Gakpo for me is the uh, is the one I look to more over a Sinistera, to be honest. Uh, and Reese Nelson, of course, will be able to watch play uh, against William Saliba in the Conference League very, very soon. So Luke says, genuinely very excited for the coming window. Have you been ex so excited before? I'm optimistic because Edu and co have proved, uh, proved to some level that they could really go and bring in players to the Emirates. I've never been more excited about a transfer window. If you remember and you've watched the show for a long time, one of the words that I've used a lot is intriguing about Windows. The next window is really intriguing. I don't think the next window is intriguing. The next window is exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. I'm not going to sit here and say, be excited and all that bollocks. But, you know, <laughs> I am excited about what's going to happen this summer. Just as the amount of unknowns there are, 
we could we could sign a player that's not even been linked to us yet. I think that's certainly something that we could see happen in the summer as well. Axel says, given Chelsea's unclear future, which player would you try and snatch from them? I would love Gallagher, uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, or Pulisic for or our Xhaka position. Pulisic for the Xhaka position. Mounts, yeah, Mount would be mine. Uh, Mounts probably my favourite Chelsea player. Uh, which is possible to have. Um, but yeah, Mount has to be the one for me. Amaro says, Hi Tom, have you stopped giggling about the win yet? Because I haven't. Don't want to get too carried away, but I can't help it, especially when I see the pick of Bruno and Odegaard after the penalty miss. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to stop giggling until I have a reason not to. And right now, I have reason to giggle. A lot of reasons to giggle, especially when Man United are the ones that are losing at, our ex- uh, at their expense. It's fantastic to see. Colin says, with sanctions on Chelsea and Roman not able to add funds, could they run out of money and suffer a points deduction? Um, I don't think so. I think that they will eventually change ownership and things will steady themselves again, but they won't be able to invest anywhere near as much as they did under Roman. And I think that they will still suffer from that. But I don't think a points deduction will happen. Matthew says, also Chelsea Man United were porous defensively. Saints and Brighton defended deep and snuffed us out. And that's the challenge that we're going to come up against. And that's the challenge that Spurs are going to come up against when they play teams this season. You know, when we play Leicester, not Leicester, sorry, when we play West Ham, I think we should be able to, you know, hit them on the counter when they attack and we should be able to find spaces. Same for Spurs when they attack us. Although I hope that they don't sit deep because if they do, we'll play into their hands and probably lose that game but we need to make sure that we're savvy and smart enough to deal with what Spurs can throw at us. They will need to win that game. Well, actually, no. Let's put it a different way. They will need to... The pressure will be more on them, hopefully, by that point. If we win our next two games against West Ham and Leeds and they lose against Liverpool, we could get top four at Spurs. That's the situation that we could be in when we go to Spurs, that we could actually clinch the top four spot at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. What a dream scenario that could be if we if we're able to beat West Ham and beat Leeds and they lose one of their two games against Leicester and Liverpool, we can clinch top four there. That's an amazing thing to think about, and they will have to win it because they know that you would think that we'd get at least a draw against one of Newcastle or Everton. It's going to be very, very interesting if it goes to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and Arsenal can actually get a top four place at that stadium. That would be quite the memorable moment. Um, And I hope that that's what happens. Great. How great would that be? That would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Uh, Saksham says, Tom, have you heard about Conte going to PSG? Tottenham in the mud. Yes, I have. It's not surprising at all. We knew this was going to happen. We knew these stories would come out. Oh, I hope. Oh, I really, really hope uh, that uh, that he goes. Because it would just be hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And I hope that it happens. Um, we won the league at White Hart Lane. Exactly. It, would just, it wouldn't be the same as that. It's so, so different. Very, very different. I'm not even going to try and uh, say it's anything close to that kind of feeling. But, you know, winning, uh, winning, claiming a top four place at Spurs would be quite the story. Uh, Lynn says, does that mean that we would have to win or draw? Uh, we would have to win, Lynn, as far as I'm aware. If I'm looking at the table right now, we're two points ahead with five games to go. So if we win our next two games, we'll be on 66 points um, with two games to go. If Spurs win just one of their next two games, they'll be on 61 points. So therefore, if we then beat Spurs, we'll be eight points ahead of them with two games to go they would not be able to catch us. If we drew that game, 
they would be on 62 points and we would be on 67 points so they could still catch us because we could lose the last two games. Um, and the goal difference is in Spurs' favour. So I actually think we'd probably still have to win one of our last two games. We couldn't just afford to draw either the last two and lose one of them as well. So, yeah, we can if we win our next three games and Spurs lose, um, then it's, it's a done deal. Um, oh, mate, that would be amazing. <laughs> I can't get over how amazing that would be. It also means that I wouldn't have to worry about watching the football when I'm at the wedding on the last day of the season as well. Uh, Vishal says, actually, Tom, don't be too optimistic. Their Liverpool fixture, I believe, is sandwiched between their Champions League fixtures. Uh, I don't think that it is. Is it? Liverpool play this week. Uh, let's have a quick check. Liverpool fixtures. Uh, it's after. It's after. So Liverpool play Villarreal on Tuesday before they play Tottenham on Saturday. They're not going to rest. They're not going to rest. They're in a title race. And they play Newcastle and then they play Spurs. They are going to rest players. They've got a great squad in terms of depth. Um, hopefully they can put Villarreal to bed in the first leg. I say hopefully. I don't really want Liverpool winning the Champions League. Would I rather Villarreal win that? I think I would. Yeah, I don't have a vendetta against Emery. So, you know, I'd rather Villarreal knock them out. But, yeah. <laughs> the only thing about Villarreal actually getting to the final of a Champions League is that you can tell just how irritating it would be on socials from the perspective of people that would be like, look what Emery's done, <laughs> you know. That's the only frustration. But I don't want Liverpool to win. Why would I want Liverpool to get to the final or get to another point where they're winning a trophy? I'd rather Villarreal got there. Plus, you know, I'm, I love Spanish football. So since Villarreal get there. And let's not, be, let's, let's not be salty about this. Emery is brilliant with Spanish clubs. He's so good in cup competitions. You know, he beat us, beat Manchester United. Um, he's beaten Liverpool before, I think. No, no, he hasn't beat Liverpool before. What am I thinking? Sevilla beat Liverpool. Was he the manager when they beat Liverpool? I'm pretty sure he was. Sevilla beat Liverpool Europa League final. Uh, yes, he absolutely was. I'm sure he was the manager in that game. Uh, so there you go. It's it's just unbelievable what he's done. So, yeah, he has with Sevilla. I thought so. Yeah, absolutely. Um it can happen. He's just excellent with Spanish teams. He just knows what he's doing. He can get his ideas across. He can play the way he wants to play. The only issue, I think, is that Gerard Moreno is out, unfortunately, for Villarreal, which is a big, big loss for them. Uh, I hope they deal with that as best they can. But you can't. We can't be wanting Liverpool to get to the final of the Champions League. We just can't be wanting that at all. Salu says, beat West Ham, lead Spurs and Everton, and we are in the Champions League. We have to win, yeah, we have to win four games and Spurs has to be one of them and we've definitely done it. But if we win the next three and Spurs lose one of the next two, who knows? If Liverpool, if Spurs draw one of their next two games, what happens then? Let's think about that. So if Spurs win and draw, they'll be on 62 points. If we then win our next two games, we'll be on 66 points and then we can go seven points clear, yeah. So if Spurs even draw one of their next two games, and we win our next two games. We can still go and win it at um, at Spurs. Incredible. Anyway, I, I feel like I am tempting fate way too much this morning. Uh, and I need to shut up. So let's have a quick check on the poll from the Elneny standpoint. Uh, 82% of 460 votes 
has said they would keep El Nenny. 18% says no. What's mad is we got 466 votes on the poll and only 150 likes. Please, guys, show your support to the channel. We do these every single day, uh, getting up early to make these shows. It really would be appreciated if you could drop a like on the channel. Uh, Carl says, Tom, I've become a TC bore. I've been selling your show to so many gooners that I've had to start a sp- <laughs> start on the Spurs fans. Don't start on the Spurs fans, Carl. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on my screen wow this is going crazy it's like a light show hold on let's just bring this down that should sort out the lighting there we go don't know what was going on the screen jesus um big fats who's lucky says i like el nenny um but i am not sure whether having a pivot will happen again a lone six is the way to go and that can't be done with mo uh Wale says so many votes on the poll but not enough likes come on people support the channel thanks Wale that's really really kind of you but he says Real Madrid to win it one draw away to the win the league and they can rest players for the second leg I think they can beat City I think City are going to win that at a canter at a canton if you like <laughs> Shreya says thoughts on Paqueta uh, I like him a lot would be a really really solid signing great for that uh Martin Odegaard role uh, but maybe we could form the double uh, central midfield attacking midfield roles with Odegaard and Paqueta. Could work. Can also play as a centre-forward, a false nine, if you will. Could play there too. Lynn says, but like you said, the goal difference could be the problem. Do we? Uh, so we must keep scoring. Absolutely. Amara says, will you be doing a watch-along for the Amazon doc? Not a watch-along, but I'm definitely going to do a reaction, maybe even a breakdown of each episode, uh, because that gives us something to do after the season. So I might do a breakdown of each of the episodes and we'll do a reaction show uh, after them. The, the frustration with these series is obviously they, they come out um, as one giant... Or they don't come out in two parts. I think they've released the first half and the second half. But I would love to do a breakdown series on each of the, on each of the episodes just to kind of see how you'd react to that um, episode one breakdown and so on. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Simon says, only heard you bring up Mateus Nunez once. Your thoughts on him, please? Yeah, we talked about him ages ago and then James brought him up last night as well. Exciting young player. I don't know enough about him, honestly, to to say he'd be the right player for us. But uh, he's very, very highly rated. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap. Uh, when does the show come out? I don't actually know, Answer At the end of the season, usually. There'll be trailers for it before the end of the season, I'm sure. But it won't be out until the end of the season um, fully. Let's round things off. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Over 700 of you are watching. Please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. As I say, we do these every single morning at 8 a.m., six out of seven days a week. And uh, I'll be on the live Arsenal Lounge this evening with Mo and Shaheen and Lev at 8 p.m. So make sure you join us over there. I'll also be live at 10 a.m. So just over an, just under an hour and a half's time over on the Arsenal way. Link to the channel is in the description. And then tomorrow, hopefully you've got a fun show over you. Another good guest for you to check out. Someone that you're very, very familiar with. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. See you soon, guys. Have a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.